<clears throat> Hello, welcome to the Peter of Peter episode 17. In this episode, I will be talking about the latest news on coronavirus. I'll be giving you my thoughts, and if we have some time left over, I will stay live and try and talk by myself about interesting things I think about. So hopefully stay tuned and you can watch parts of the video um, and hopefully you enjoy it. So here I am on uh, Friday, um, end of a long working week as part of the um, lockdown, of course. Um, so straight away, I'm going to get the um, live chat on my phone so I can see what's going on and I can um, respond to anything. And um, as well, I will um, get the news on my um, tablet here and then we'll have a look at what's been happening lately. Um, I am aware that I did this last night, so it's not 100% um, um, I'm just getting the centre of the screen there. Yeah, I did this last night, so the news, not much has really happened since um, last night. Well, I bet loads has happened, but um, it, yeah, there's um, lots of um, things happening every day, but usually at the end of the day, there's um, quite a lot of news. But here we have some news. Me saying that there's not much news happening, because um, I did it last night, but here is breaking news. Um, a further 684 people have died with coronavirus in the UK over a day. So the total death toll now stands at 3,605. So 684. That is a lot of people all in one day. So that's a lot of people, as I say. Um, so I'll just go through the summary of the news and then we'll look at a couple of news articles and then I'll talk about something and then we might even have time to talk about something non-coronavirus related because that is possible. Um, it's hard to get into the centre of the screen um, but I'll try, try my best really. Anyway, so I'm looking down at, my, um, at the news articles here. Let's look at the summary. Prince Charles opens a rapidly built field hospital in London. So that's the um, Nightingale Hospital in East London that can hold up to 4,000 um, beds and currently has 500 beds. So it's ready to have um, coronavirus, COVID-19 patients and um, should help with the NHS capacity and hopefully save lives. So also, UK faces questions on how it will meet targets for testing. So they got big targets for testing. I think they managed to get up to 10,000 tests a day, um, but they um, need to have more tests to get on top of the virus. So they're trying to aim for 100,000 tests a day, which is quite a lot. Okay, confirmed coronavirus cases pass 1 million. A US university tally says. So that's a lot of people with coronavirus, a million out of seven billion, so it's quite a lot of people. Nearly 53,000 people have died and more than 210,000 have recovered. 
big numbers there as usual. US records world's highest daily toll with 1,169 deaths. That is a lot of people. We're getting towards the peak of this virus and things will get worse from here on in. Um, and hopefully we get better, but we don't know exactly when. Okay, US unemployment figures hit a record high of 6.6 .6 million. So that is probably quite a lot of people. Peru, imposing, Peru imposes restrictions based on gender. That is happening. Um, so let's look at a few of the, um, you know, stories. So good story here. When 76 strangers wish you a happy birthday, celebrating a birthday while under lockdown isn't very easy or fun. So one American woman decided to spring a surprise on her fiance. Hannah Chung and Jason Shields had moved into their new home in Los Angeles just weeks before social distancing's rules came into effect. When Jason's birthday rolled around soon after, Hannah hoped Hannah roped in their neighbours for a celebration. Have a watch. There's lots of people saying happy birthday. Um, Prince Charles workers praises workers at hospital opening. That's good. Um, Ultra orthodox Israeli town put under lockdown. Okay, so people under lockdown there. One perm a day read by BBC Voices. Okay, most important parts of Singapore life shaved away. Uh, okay. Singapore has now joined a whole host of other countries that are keeping people mostly indoors to tackle the virus. These measures are still only advisories, but enforcement agents will be standing by to ensure people don't gather or go out unnecessarily. Okay, so that's the um, latest on Singapore. Boris Johnson to remain in self-isolation. So on social media, he said, Although I'm feeling better, I've done my seven days of isolation. Alas, I still have one of the symptoms, a minor symptom. I still have a temperature. And so in accordance with government advice, I must continue my self-isolation until that system itself goes away. So he is following government advice, but he is in control of the entire government. It's crazy. Okay, so completing self-isolation in Hong Kong. Today I completed two weeks of compulsory self-isolation in Hong Kong after returning from a trip to London on 20th of March. So those people in isolation when they move countries. So they're predicting that the UK Easter Sunday death peak is perfectly possible. Now that's funny, they've got a um, photo outside Nightingale Hospital and they're standing like two metres apart. So it's quite serious really. Social distancing is weird when, when, when you sit in public. Anyway, so the deadliest peak of the UK's coronavirus outbreak could be Easter Sunday. Health Secretary Matt Hancock, Matt said that wrong. Matt Hancock has said, ask about reports that the death rate could peak on 12th April. Mr. Hancock told Sky, I defer to the scientists on the exact predictions. I'm not going to steer you away from that. That is one perfectly possible outcome. So if things do peak in like about 
nearly two weeks, then um, still lots of people are going to die because right now it's 569 and then more recently it's um, 684. So there's a lot of people and if it hasn't peaked yet we might see death figures of over a thousand like in the US. So things are um, getting a bit serious. Uh, yeah, there's a Nightingale Hospital. Okay, students, now this is interesting, something I'm interested in because I used to be a student. Students in England to get their grades from teachers. Teachers in England would be asked to decide the grades they think pupils would have achieved in cancelled GCSE and A-level exams. This will be used by exam boards toward results along with a ranking order by ability of each pupil in a school also to be sent in by teachers by 29th of May. The grades could be changed if schools seem too generous or harsh and to make the overall distribution of grades consistent with other years. All exams would be cancelled because of coronavirus crisis. Students who are unhappy with their grades will have the chance to sit their exams as soon as reasonably possible after schools reopen or in the summer of 2021. Now that's interesting because if it was me um, and my exams got predicted for me, I would have done better in GCSEs because my targets were higher than some of my GCSEs, but I might have done worse in A-levels because I did well in A-levels. Um, but yeah, it's not good that the students are getting grades but not learning anything for the grades. It's a bit strange. I bet it would be annoying to be at home and having the uh, pressure of trying to learn the content of GCSEs but not sitting them. You feel like that's a bit pointless. And it just shows how conceptual grades are to begin with. Just getting like a piece of paper to show you've done something on another piece of paper and the fact that the government can just like give you grades when you don't even sit the exam just shows how, um, you know, basically fiction made up these grades, pulled out of thin air. So that's some of the um, latest coronavirus updates. Let's look at, um, oh, now this is interesting. Breaking. Queen to address the country on Sunday. Queen to make televised address to the nation after further 684 people die with coronavirus in the UK. So as well as Boris Johnson, with the delight of Her Majesty the Queen talking to us about people dying as well. So that'd be a bit of a shame. Wonder if she'd tell us to um give our lives to Jesus, maybe. Might be the best option that we have currently. Um Okay, what does it mean if I've been furloughed by work? Until recently, many people in the UK had never heard of furlough. What is furlough? Furloughing is designed to support firms that have been hit badly hit by coronavirus and to prevent mass unemployment. It will temporarily help pay the wages of people who can't do their jobs to help companies retain them. Being furloughed means employees are kept on the payroll even though they aren't working. Businesses can claim 80% of their employees' wages from the government 
up to a maximum of £2,500 per person per month before tax. The company can top up this pay if it chooses. It must write to affected employees to let them know they have been followed. The scheme will operate for at least three months from 1st of March, although reimbursements to companies will not start until at least the end of April. Can I be put on furlough? Anyway, will I, what am I saying here? Yes, people on furlough. So people are getting temporarily paid. Um, so their jobs are sort of secure for like three months. So things might return to normal. So that's, that's a possibility. Um, yeah, there's lots of people could, um, could lose their job. So is my job guaranteed when furlough ends? Companies are under no obligation to keep on any employees when they stop receiving furlough payments. The scheme will run until at least the end of May and the government has indicated it will be extended beyond that if necessary. The hope is that by the time furlough ends, restrictions will have been lifted and businesses will be able to stand on their own two feet and start paying full salaries again. So that might not happen. I don't see everything returning to normal quite so soon. So the Nightingale Hospital was built in nine days, so it's quite quick. The building was already there, but um, yeah, it, it just fit, fitting the interior of beds. Doctor's Diary, making rapid life and death decisions. So this is this whole idea of triage, where doctors have to decide who dies. There's a lot of worrying about making those rationing decisions because it's not something we're used to in the UK. I think in other countries it's something they might be more used to having conversations about. We're used to people dying in hospital, but we aren't used to saying, you're going to die because I can't give you the ventilator because someone needs it more. How can you say people need it more? It's crazy. Everyone needs the ventilator when they need it. Anyway, many of us have got parents and we may worry that these decisions like these, that is not good English really, that these decisions like these are going to be taken on the basis of the patient's age. But the age is only one factor. We should recognise this is as a society, and so many 80-year-olds are actually in better physical and mental shape than some 65-year-olds. The 80-year-old shouldn't be written off, says Dr Alex Brown, a consultant in elderly care. Another feature of COVID-19 is that people are dying alone. Hardly anyone is allowed into the hospital now to visit. So the challenge is thinking about how best we can make sure those people have good deaths in an environment where their family members are likely not to be. What does that mean? I, <laughs> I don't know. Have pe thinking about how the best we can make sure those people have good deaths. I have not heard this phrase before, a good death. I'm pretty sure, last time I checked, last time I looked in the common sense booklet given to us on our fifth birthday nationally, in my common sense book, it says deaths are always bad. 
good deaths. I suppose that's like the pain and suffering and stuff. But never mind. So most read. So let's look at the most read articles on the BBC. So most read, number one, coronavirus UK hospital built in nine days opens its doors. Two, Boris Johnson stays isolated with mild symptoms. Three, Nightingale again. Four, someone dies of COVID-19. A nurse, which is apparently way more significant than a normal person. Five, where will be the last place to catch COVID-19? Six, how many confirmed cases are there in your area? Seven, stay at home plea at Easter, as Easter holiday starts. Eight, William Franklin, allergy scientist, pioneer day, dies aged 108. I wonder what I'll, I don't need to click on that. It's definitely coronavirus. Nine, US set to recommend wearing masks. Ten, BBC offers biggest online education push in its history. Let's have a look at that. I'm interested in ten. So the BBC will offer daily programmes to help parents and children with schoolwork at home during the lockdown. So starting on 20th of April, videos, quizzes, podcasts and articles will appear on BBC Bite Size daily via the BBC iPlayer, Red Button, BBC4 and BBC Sounds. Children's lessons will feature presenters including Oti Mabuse, Katie Thistleton and Karim Zerulo. I don't know how that is said. So um, it's the biggest educational effort the BBC has ever undertaken. Have So people have their education supported and teamed up with um, organisations such as Royal Shakespeare Company, Premier League and Puffin Books to keep the lessons, keep the lessons fresh. The initiative will include 14 weeks of core subject learning to offer rhythm and routine for pupils, whatever your child's age. Life's been turned on its head. So people are going to learn from their home. The content will be divided into age categories, groups, and BBC Bite Online will publish a new maths and English lesson for every child every day with more subjects to follow. So there's people going to create, um, you know, lessons for people to do on the internet um, so now we've um covered the news stories what have we covered more people dying which is not so good queen is um gonna address the nation on sunday on the tv and um over a thousand people died in the us in one day which is the highest daily figure for each country it's, it's weird how all these people are dying all over the world and yet we're so interested in separating the figures into the different countries. Like it's all it's like a numbers game. Like I just think wouldn't it be better to find out about just one person who dies, what their life was like, what they did. Find out about that individual person and their stories and we have a connection with what life is and have that on the news instead of just hundred million billion thousand percent accuracy numbers statistics that's basically it yeah like 500 people died i don't know what that means no conceptual idea what it means for 500 people to die or 684 like today 
Crazy. No idea what that means. And yeah, um, that's what they're telling us. And they should really be telling us about the people living and looking at the individual lives of each person. And that's something that I'm not keen uh, I'm not keen about is um, how my life seems insignificant to the world and how if I died everything would just carry on as normal it's just crazy if I died the world would just you know TV would still happen Netflix would still happen people would go about their lives people who don't know me the vast majority of people will just continue as normal because it's just crazy that um that um the insignificance of me but then at the same time i might not have a worldwide impact like some people do but i have a big impact personally with my friends and my family and i impact the world being alive and my own personal experience is all I have. That's all that's all existence is for me, is just my experience and my consciousness. And that's and that's everything there is. So um it's strange the um contrast between the insignificance of me in society, but the significance of my individual perception of the world is that is that is basically all I am able to conceive that that is significance that is everything really is my perception of the world so I just wish that it's, it's almost as if like the society doesn't even exist like the fabrication that we have as the world as a whole the collective of the individuals sort of just a conceptual ideology sort of idea type thing and the person and that's really everyone is just a person but we focus so much on the whole picture instead of the individual and I think to focus on the individual would be a smarter more beneficial way of looking at the world and because just imagine if the news was you just had the whole news one day was about one random person and we spent the whole time chatting about this person's life and every day you just choose a random person that died or was working on the front lines and we get to know what these people are really like and we get an insight of what's really happening in the world rather than just looking at the numbers looking at the economy looking at the airlines and just just focusing on the coronavirus and stuff like that so it's just crazy it's, it's been a long time this whole coronavirus thing now it doesn't even shock me anymore when I found out 100 people died, I was like, ah, wow, this is a lot of people. 100 people died total. There's a lot of people too high. Me meanwhile, like, thousands of people died in the whole country. But yeah, 100 people died, this one particular thing. That's a, that's a lot of people. And, um, yeah, just, lo just a lot of people. And then, you consider that. And, um, and then now, I'm like, oh, 500, 600, 1,000, oh, it's a lot of people in a day. Big number. But what really hit home was when t the first person got the disease. That was a 
bigger impact on the newsworthy front than thousands and thousands and hundreds and so all these numbers just become they dehumanise the whole thing and we're so much more than just our collective societal in, impact that we have just the numbers and the overall picture we're so more than that we're, we're an individual oh, life oh. that has purpose that one back in. Sorry. and um, worth and I think that we should focus on that we should focus on our individual purpose individual worth and that's what we should share to everyone we should be talking about our own lives and we should share that and we should resonate that with, with yeah. people it does happen but not enough the news is all about the whole picture the the the, the economy and things that don't really translate to your personal self and like even politics like they're talking about big plans housing and just and you know and it's very rare for something to actually impact you and um yeah i just wish thing the news was just more personal more um beneficial for each person and just more human that's what i think what time have i been talking for 25 minutes right let's talk for a little bit longer so today what have i done today <laughs> i basically just um got to this stage to record this video I uh, I woke up, I um, watched a little bit of stuff, had a had a shower, had lunch, and now, now I'm here, just um, talking on YouTube and um, talking about interesting stuff. Anyway, I think short and sweet, I've got nothing to say, I won't waste your time. I might be up here again, online again. So look out for me, um, it'd be cool if you can join me live and if not just watch the recording. I appreciate your attention, that's my daily coronavirus update, I might give you another some other time, maybe tomorrow. Okay, thank you for watching, bye for now.